Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Oh, boy. Talk about the worst game any Lions fan has seen in a long time, and that includes the 0-16 season. We'll be talking about that, the, the future of Patricia, Bob Quinn, Stafford. All that covered here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid with the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So if you have any left, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back recording on November 23rd, just a, a few days before Thanksgiving. And we are... Gathered here, uh, well, I'm Big Z. Gathered here with the rest of the Blue Kool Aid crew. Let's go around really quick. So we got UJ, hello, Bob, hello, and Red Dog, yo. And we gather here today uh, to go over possibly the last uh, or the end of the Patricia era in Detroit, as this is just <laughs> just one of the worst Lions performances you'll ever see, and that includes anything from the 0-16 season. Uh, just, just an, talk about a team that's going in the wrong direction in the third year of, of a head coach. Lions looks 20 nothing, 22-0. Uh, their first shot, I think, since 09. Uh, yeah, 09. In, in Detroit, and just, just an oh, atrocious Stafford's game. Less year, than two hundred, right? less than two hundred yards of offense. We make fun of the Bears offense. I was telling my Bears fans, like I finally know what it feels like to be a Bears fan this season, watching. Such a putrid <laughs> offensive performance, and hard to believe th- that with Stafford and everything. I mean, just yeah. uh, UJ Bob. I want to go to you two just because you've been watching a little longer than me and Rudd Dog. Is this where does this bit. rank in the top of worst Lions games you've ever watched? I'd say just by my personal feeling, this this feels about as low as I've ever felt. And I, you know, I was around for 16. I I watched every game of that season. This one just really hurts because we were expecting so much more out of this team. And <laughs> like last week, we, we weren't fooled by that. You know, they, they beat the Redskins, but they should have probably lost that one too. But we weren't fooled. They came in at Carolina and just, just laid down one of the worst, most gutless, heartless performances I've ever witnessed on a football field. It was absolutely horrible. And not only that, they kept doing the same things that we've been Everyone's been watching for weeks, playing Adrian Peterson, time running him up the middle, time and time again. 
just like, yeah, this is insanity. <laughs> this is utter insanity. I, I, they're so clueless. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. It's just, it's- I, I agree with you, Jay. This is, this is a really bad one. I mean, I know uh, we were shorthanded and everything, but, but the Panthers aren't that good a team and we were getting beat like off the line, like the push that they got on us on every play was yeah. ridiculous. I mean, and this, this is a team that was on their heels. Uh, the Panthers were, and, um, but they just schooled us, man. It looked bad. Stafford looked out of sync. Um, his receivers. I know uh, uh, Cephas, that was his day to step up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks like a dog, but uh, but it, it's oh, not him. I'm dog. just saying it's the, the whole team was terrible. The play calling. I mean, how many passes didn't go more than two yards down the field, you know, or, or at the line of scrimmage? They just kept throwing these little dump heads. Like, we we're going backwards here, folks. Yeah, and when they're punting, they're punting when they should just be going for it on fourth. I mean, the way that the game was going was ridiculous. You could point to any point in this game, but did not go well for Lions for the most part, except for a couple interceptions in the red zone. This easily could have been a thirty-four to nothing score or third or twenty-six to nothing, except for those two. We can honestly say we got a complete game out of the Lions. A complete in every phase of the game, horrible. (laughs) Like the. The special teams weren't good. Prater misses another one. Uh, uh, inexplicably, just ridiculous. I mean, the offense is bad. The defense is bad. It was a complete game in, in the most negative way you can put that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. There was only one player I thought that stood out for the Lions. That was Imani Warrior, actually. He graded out as the top cornerback in the NFL <laughs> this week. He only allowed oh, yeah, three, three yards all game, had a pick, uh, didn't miss any. T- uh, had four tackles, didn't miss any. He was the only positive, I think, coming out of this game. And uh, exacerbated by the fact that Akuda yet again, got burned straight down the sideline by a go route. Oh, God. <laughs> it it just know, continues to happen. He keeps losing his footing. Uh, this is what we heard in training camp, and it keeps happening in the games. He keeps, like, getting his hips turned around. It's so confusing. I thought that was, like, one of the things that was – notable about him coming out of college is that he was ready to go like he had great footwork and it, it's been terrible and he seems yeah. like whenever he loses a step he loses all the steps like it's like as soon as that guy's by him it looks like he's suddenly running in sand and the other guy's just taking off uh, i don't know what that's about but uh you know maybe that's the 40 time not being too impressive usually these elite guys have that speed to make it up but you know what honestly Everything considered, I will agree. Not the defense is still not good, but the defense, I think they played respectable and kept that game within striking distance throughout the whole game. If the offense would have just done a goddamn thing, I mean, 20, 20 points is nothing crazy to give up in the, this today's NFL. Like that's a surmountable score if you have an offense that's doing anything at all, and the offense was just completely inept. So, I mean, the defense is honestly still trending in the right direction overall, if you ask me, whereas the offense is trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, the defense doesn't look good, but right, the offense good. looks pathetic. Exactly. Just, yeah. You're right, though. They, they, the defense did enough to, to win that game. I mean, to get them in the position to win the game, and right. the offense Ooh. could do nothing. So I'm so disappointed, too, because I was a big fan of what Darren Bevel did last year with this team. I was holding out hope that he, you know, we'd we'd see that again out of him this year, and it's just been awful. Like especially the deep passing and play action that we saw so much of that last year. Stafford was immensely successful on play action, 
and uh, and deep passes, and that 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 was non-existent in this game. Besides, uh, maybe the thirty-five yard throw to Hawkinson on a play-action throw, and then the the uh, trick play that the Lions try to run, <laughs> and then true Lions yeah. fashion, <laughs> it gets called back <laughs> for Golly. illegal formation. <laughs> yeah, um, I, but I like that call though for that because they, they needed some kind of spark and they had to do something, mm-hmm. and they they called that play, which was good, but then they screwed it up, but. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, but, the play calling was so boring. And and the Adrian Peterson thing is, can we agree that that thing is over? I mean, he had the one good game against the Bears, but he's done. They don't he's even Adrian over, Peterson, had, even Adrian Peterson admitted what last week that <laughs> Swift should have been starting over him for like the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's self admitted he's playing like shit. Yeah. Um, he, he runs the, into his own own blockers. Oh yes. And then, and then Swift is out, fine. But we have Carrion Johnson. Isn't wasn't he supposed to be one of our star backs? I mean, we drafted him high for that reason too. So why can't we run him? Doesn't he? Did we forget how to run this year or something like that? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't seem to be the same since his knee, but I, they also haven't given him like a steady diet of of carries in a long time to like see if he what he's like when he gets in a rhythm, like. They keep giving Peterson every chance in the world to get in a rhythm here with all the carries, and then, like, finally they gave it to Swift. But let's try giving it to Carry on now, since we know where Peterson's at, and and they give him like a few carries here and there, but that's not enough to get in a rhythm. Not with our O line. Yeah, and this was a Panthers team missing its starting quarterback, their highest paid offense player, Christian McCaffrey. He was out as well. Um, a next a. a a quarterback that came from the XFL, he's been cut by four NFL teams previously, and PJ Walker. Um, a defense that's starting six rookies, and also one of the worst. This defense was allowing sixty-two percent of third downs to be completed. They allowed forty-two points to the Chiefs the week before. Um, and it, bottom five defense in the NFL is Carolina defense and a backup quarterback, and we lost twenty to nothing. It's just so Again. inexplicable. <laughs> What's yeah, going we, on? So we we are proving to be career makers for opposing quarterbacks. That's so what my, the Lions do. So my, uh, I just wanted to highlight Prater missed another field. Just you know that that trend is continuing for him. Uh, he got away with it last week against the Redskins, but now he's back. But I think yeah. the most Lions Lions thing or this season just you know just to cap it off. And we're trying to we try to drink the blue Kool Aid here, but the Kool Aid's clearly man. run out. It's clear. Yeah. But at the end of the game to just a just a tiny hope of getting the ball back. Almost no chance of the game. But you jump off sides twice in a row when the team oh. is clearly trying to draw you off sides was one of the yeah. most idiotic things I have seen in a long time. Yeah, Two so off sides in a row. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible stuff. And just everything that could go wrong and went wrong in this game. So maybe it's all well. It's all uphill because it can't go any lower. This is the low of the low. This is this is atrocious in every way possible. Yeah, we only um, got so, we got one win more than last season. What are you talking about? This is progress. <laughs> that, that's the <laughs> whole misleading thing about this. I mean, we got four wins. We're supposedly still in the playoff hunt, but it doesn't feel like it at all. It feels no. like we're zero, and but that's what it feels like. I according feel like to five, we're the Jets here, but yeah, according according to five thirty eight, we have a two percent chance to make the playoffs still. So there's a um, chance. <laughs> there is a chance. There is a chance. Yeah. 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 Well, like think about our record. Just compare our record to like the Vikings. They feel like they're like surging back into the. Even if they lost last night, like they feel like they're surging back into the playoff contention. Well, we're like 
I don't even know, like fading out is probably, it feels too nice of a way of saying it, like committing Harry Carey or something like falling on a damn sword. Like we are progressing in the worst way possible. I was season. skydiving, forgot the parachute. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's just, it's like this team, this, this four win record we have right now, as bad as that, that's not even a good record, but it doesn't even feel like we deserve that. <laughs> like, that's how bad this team we feels. We don't. Right now. Two of those should have outright been losses, probably. But anyway. See, I knew you guys would miss Jim Bob Cooter eventually. And, uh, no. <laughs> uh, you missed it. Oh, Jim Bob. Bob. <laughs> Come on, Bevel's been garbage this year. I'm sorry. He has yeah. been. I can't even argue that. I oh my god. That. I thought our, our receiver depth was we have some decent athletes there, but nobody was getting open. It was ridiculous. I don't get that. Yeah. It was uh, receivers no, have been know. rough. You know, that's actually like a couple things, like personnel wise. Like looks like we probably should have addressed receiver a little bit more. Uh, running back, well, I, I'm, I'm a little confused why we let go of Huntley now and Ty Johnson when what do we have after uh, the three yeah. guys? Like, who is going to step in without Swift? And, and Glasgow, maybe we should have paid him. Right. The, or, uh, the guy we signed has been terrible. Uh, yeah, he yeah. got benched. Big V got benched in the second half of this game. Now, that could be because his foot injury continues to bother him, but as you mentioned, they the Lions didn't want to pay a premium for a guard, so they let Glasgow go. And now Big V's been playing guard for us the entire time. Right. So typical just, Lions, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> look what look what the ex Lions are doing out there in the rest of the NFL. I mean, geez, it's crazy. Speaking of Ty, Ty Johnson Ty, making plays. <laughs> yeah, Ty Johnson making plays yesterday. Oh my God, Fulgham just turns into a superstar in Philly overnight. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Although the the Fulgham thing, uh, the the he only ever got an opportunity because the the Eagles had five wide receivers injured. That's how he got on the field. So he must not have been showing a lot in practice <laughs> to to get on the field. So that's just a circumstantial thing. I'm just frustrated. Uh, see, I'm frustrated. <laughs> damn it! I can't take this anymore. I want to see some winning. I want to feel good about this team. Come on. I know. I know. I know. Uh, and there. So I wanted to bring up something else. Uh, we can keep going about how bad this game was, but um, what the the next step, like, barring like a major turnaround for this team, is where does this kind of put Patricia and Quinn? What do, do we think that both of them are let go by the end of this year? First, I'm hoping by yes. the end of this week. Well, that's not going to happen. But. No, I'm serious though. They need to get a, a interim coach and sort of as a tryout. You know, like I, I say, you know get our special teams coach in there, somebody just, it doesn't matter. Get somebody in there, get these guys out of here and then start the, the hunt now before everyone else is doing it. And, you know, we have the pick of the litter now, if, you know, if everyone's out there. So we should start the hunt now. Serious. Yeah. I think yeah. it's once they get eliminated, once they get uh, statistically eliminated from the playoffs, then the Ford family will have sort of lived up to what they said going into the season playoff appearance right meaningful games in december as soon as that's off the table i think they go they get rid of they start cleaning the house uh promote within for an interim coach hey i special teams coach i think he's the guy uh bring him for the Braden, time being combs Braden yeah. combs bring him in yeah. start hunting for a new gm uh get ready to hire a new head coach you know as soon as the off season starts that's what I would do. There's another theory I was thinking about too. You know, uh, 
The only link to the curse, the Bobby Lane curse that we have is Mulebach. He's the only guy who was playing when Bobby Lane was playing. We got to get rid of him. <laughs> I think that's the that's what's been continuing this curse. We have to. Might be Mulebach's got to go. That's my answer. Yeah. What about that? What about that botch snap? I mean, not by Mulebach in this game. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was so ridiculous. And then the announcers they like blamed. There was like two guys lined up there that he had to fumble it. Like, yeah. like what, the hell? what are you talking about? He's trying, well, that was Spielman, right? Spielman yeah, is announcing yeah. this game, and he was he was being pretty critical throughout the game. It was actually kind of nice to see a Lions guy in the booth for this game. Just Spielman's pretty honest. He's good. Oh, yes, yeah, so he's very honest in this game. He was constantly criticizing the effort of the Lions players throughout the game, saying, like, this is a playoff game. What's going on out here? Someone's got to make a play. But, um, yeah. No, the, that, that wasn't Muehlbach, right? That was Ragnow. No, it was Ragnow. That was Ragnow, yeah. No, but if you look at Mulebach for the whole season, I mean, he, he's had, I'd say, at least five or six uh, not such great snaps, you know, punters catching him off the ground and things like that. And, you know, so I, I think he's, you know. We it was that kind of game, though, because Ragnar's been pretty good this year, and he looked bad. Decker was getting spun around, and he's had a great year. And I, I don't yeah, know what, what – everything was just out of sync this game. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. What, what is that, though? You, you got to be ready to, to play me. in this league. You got to be ready to play. To me, that's just when when these issues seem to be uh, like when you can't pinpoint a source of the problem, then it's it's the overall system that you're in, right? Like if you can't be like, oh well, we got a shitty offensive line, terrible personnel, we need to address that, and we're good to go. There's all kinds of issues at every level. To me, that's the coaching, that's the environment. Whatever he's doing, he's not getting these guys to buy in and giving their 100% focus on the field. And I don't know what the hell that is and why. I don't, I don't think the losing helps, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. And he has not gotten a, really his foot anywhere with this team. Right. He's like, what, what identity do we have? The whole thing was like, ooh, we need to, like, tell uh, Slay he's a jag off so he'll bounce because we need our <laughs> identity. Like, what identity yeah. is that? Sucking and losing a lot? Like <laughs> – <laughs> That's like Connor and I were talking about. Like, like I actually wouldn't mind having Schwartz back. I'm not saying they're going to, but at least with Schwartz, there was an attitude to the team. You know, yeah. they would cross the line sometimes, but they had an attitude. They had like a meanness. Right. You know, like there's no real identity to this team right now. None. None. And their confidence. I mean, it's it's like Stafford is like his confidence is disappearing. Like he's just. I don't know how to a shell. explain it. Yeah, he's kind of a shell right now. It's he's not look not a good look. Yeah, especially this game. I don't know. I don't know if it's his hand or what was going on, but I think well, it seemed like he had a good I zip mean, on the ball when he did throw it. I think it's more the play calling. Much. I think they're yeah. They're, he could definitely throw the ball far. We saw it on the trick play. So I yeah, don't know what the hell. I don't was think going it was on. his hand. I think it was more the play I mean, calling and this. He's definitely yeah. play calling. Is it that time, guys? Like, if, if we move on from Quinn and Patricia, is it time to look elsewhere for the new quarterback for this team? Well, that's what I that's what I wanted to go to next, and that was my next question, is where what is if Patricia and Quinn go, what does that mean for the future of Stafford? So before um you say that, uh before we get into whether yes or no, um the cap hit for Stafford next year is thirty three million dollars, and the year after that it's twenty six million dollars. Now, if the Lions were to trade him, um, it would the a team would likely take on like a twenty million dollar cap hit. But the trade would have to happen be June. It would have to happen before June first. So, it, it it's a pretty large cap hit. I, I 
if the Lions were to trade Stafford, I'm not sure what they would get in return. Uh, what do you first of all? Do you think it's a a very real possibility Stafford is not the quarterback next year for the Lions? A possibility. I'm not asking if you think it, it should happen, but is it a possibility? I don't think it's going to happen personally, just because, like you said, the cap hit. I, I think it's not a smart business move, and and. And despite all we're saying, and despite Stafford having what I would call a down year for Stafford, he, he's still not the main problem. There's a lot of bigger other problems that we have besides Stafford. So I would say no. I think we'll still have him. Yeah, I I personally think he'll be back, and I like Stafford. You know, I think they can win with him. But if they do bring in a new GM, I, I'd say let them do what they think they should do. I mean, yes. personally. I think it's gross negligence that they haven't won with Stafford and not Stafford's fault. I think the Lions have really screwed up with his career. But, uh, but yeah, whoever comes in, I would let them, assuming they hire somebody competent, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let them decide on that. <laughs> yeah. So even if the Lions managed to trade Stafford next season, it would still, he would still cost 19 million against the, against the cap. That's why so, I just think business wise, I don't think it's going to happen. No, not, yeah. not, not when I could pay 20 billion to a guy that's not even on your roster. Right. So. I don't know. It depends on what, if they were able to get the kind of trade that could be where you could build a foundation for the future on, I mean, I think it would be a fair argument to say that someone coming into this team feels like Stafford is just not the building block we thought he was. Because, I mean, I, I agree with Bob. It, it's been more or less gross negligence by the the, regi- the ownership and, you know, the, the people higher up on the rung not being able to put a team around Stafford. But I, I don't know. It just seems like uh, at some point you just got to try something new. <laughs> And I could see if, if if they could get the right pieces. I have no problems sticking with Stafford. I like Stafford, but uh, if like we could, you know, get a couple first round draft picks to help build the future of this team, it might be worth it. But see, the Lions have put in this like Patricia. They they filled out their roster with Patricia type players for the last three years. So if they yeah. let him and 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 Bob Quinn type players for the last three years, if they fire both of them. <laughs> You're looking at it's, it's going to be a tight, tough turnaround. It's a very unique roster for like the Patriot know, type of way. Some of these teams do it pretty fast, though. You've seen oh, turnarounds, yeah. and if they, uh, you know, Miami got rid of a bunch of guys, and then they ended up being decent again. I mean, I know the it's, jury's it's, out on them, right. but they seem to seem to be a team on the rise. You could turn it around fast, and we do have a lot of young talent on our team, and there's a lot of versatility on the defense. Yeah. It's, it's designed to be versatile, so. I mean, we're, we can play a 4-3 or a 3-4, so whoever comes in would we'll probably just have to add a few key players towards whatever they're leaning towards and and be able to go from there. I don't think so. I think we're actually in a good spot to build off of for either And say one. what you want about Quinn. He kept us out of cap hell, and some of these contracts are actually not that unfavorable to the team. So, like you said, Bob, uh, turnaround uh, is very possible, I think, here in a couple of years. So. We won't have to get a tight end or a cornerback in the top part of the draft in the next oh, few years. So, is it too uh, early for us to talk talk about coaching candidates for twenty twenty one? You is got someone not, in mind? Should that be for a later podcast? Yeah, <laughs> well, probably. I'm sure that'll be coming up soon. But yeah, very soon. I mean, uh, a name that's really popular is Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, and the work he's done over there. Um, 
the Panthers offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, is a hot name. Uh, defensive coordinator-wise, you got Dennis Allen of the New, York, New Orleans Saints. He was a former head coach for the Raiders. Very weird ownership over there, so I, I give him the benefit of the doubt uh, because he's made the Saints a top-ten defense uh, every year since he's been over there. Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator for the Colts, he's done a really excellent job over there. Todd Bowles, defense coordinator of the Tampa Bay Bucks. We he just got he got let go by the Jets two years ago, but look how bad the Jets have been since he left. So maybe he wasn't doing such a bad job over there. If you're looking for college, uh, there's two college coaches. Everybody talks about Lincoln Riley always being a possibility. Uh, I don't think he'll be. I don't think he would be uh, a Lions candidate because I don't think the Lions uh, ownership would pay him what he needs to be paid to leave college. But the other college coach, if you're looking at college, is Matt Campbell, an Iowa, Iowa State's head coach. He's been well-regarded in a lot of circles and taken on a couple NFL interviews so far. And for GM, Theo Epstein. <laughs> that, that would be really unique. That would he, be wants really to, unique. he wants to get into football. He, he, he brought does. a World Series to the Cubs. Think and the Red it. Sox. And the Red Sox. And the Red yeah. Sox. Why not a Super Bowl? I think his ego is big enough that he will get it done somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if he got the lines of Super Bowl, he'd be in the Hall of Fame for NFL and MLB. <laughs> the Hall of Fame for life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Actually, a couple more names I just want to throw out there. Um. Don Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, he's been a popular name. Uh, Robert Salah, the defense coordinator for the 49ers, they, they've had a ton of injuries this year. Yeah, he was and, the hot name last year for everybody. Yeah. And um, Arthur Smith, the offense coordinator for the Titans, that's a popular name as well that keeps going up the, uh, the board. Mm. And we'll see him later this year. Uh, and then if you were looking for a special teams coach, Dave Taub, uh, special teams coach for Kansas City. He's been around the NFL since Andy Reid was head coach for Philadelphia. And he's been his mm. – he went to, he was special teams coach at Philadelphia. Then he went to the Bears for eight years where Devin Hester uh, was elite. And then he went back to Kansas City when Reid got hired back in mm. Kansas City. So those are all the, those, the, those mm. are all the top names I've been reading about at least. You never know. <laughs> with the yeah. Lions, but I'm in, I'm inclined to think we want a guy who has experience at head coaching. Honestly, we we just went. That's why I think Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen would be really an interesting hire. Uh, maybe I like. The, I personally, I think the Jim Schwartz has a, a nice symmetry to it. We can bring him back. We paid for his, you know, his his early learning curve where he, you know, he got got his foot feet wet, didn't quite figure it out, but now he's been gone, been successful. Bring him back. Take us the rest of the way there. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be awesome. It that would be that would be kind of fun, but I I don't see that happening at all personally. <laughs> that would be one of the more shocking things that uh we've seen in a while. I mean, John Gruden did come back to the Raiders, right? But John Gruden also won a Super Bowl, so yeah, sure. that's well, a little different. I just feel like. I, with our roster, I don't want to bring in some first timer who's got to figure out and go through more learning curve all over again. <laughs> like, like I mean, as bad as much as say what you want about Caldwell, at least his his experience showed is that he didn't really miss a beat when picking up the roster because he had been there before. Yeah, because yeah. young coaches can come in and do it, but 
I don't trust the Lions to identify that young exactly. talent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's the issue right I there. I mean, we definitely seen we seen Sean McVay have success, Matt LaFleur and Green Bay have success, so it's definitely more than possible. You just got to find the right guy. And like yeah. Bob was saying, you identify the right exactly. talent. Exactly. Right. Did they work for Sean McVay is the question. At least yeah, that, was, so that, that why, was the popular trend a couple of years ago. So That's why GM's probably the the bigger thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm assuming if Quinn and Patricia are tied at the hip. So if, if there's a new GM, you got to get somebody who's good and they could identify coaching. Maybe someone who's an independent thinker. I don't know. It seems like we, I don't know, we get these guys who fit a mold or, you know, or yes men or so I don't know what they I don't know what it is but someone who's, who's I heard somebody talking about the guy who's the guy who built the Ravens and he retired like a year or two ago uh like Newsom? His name yeah 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 like, well that would be incredible but I don't think he's coming out of retirement for the work I, I don't think so but but <laughs> oh, he's really good you could totally yeah. sell the immortality angle though you know sure you won it with the Ravens but who cares that's like you know they're a good team but this is the lions imagine winning it <laughs> like that'll be yeah. history right there that'll, that that'll make you immortalized that's <laughs> <laughs> true oh man yeah 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 it's just uh, frustrating i don't know what you guys think about the uh fords but um i think they could still win with the fords i don't i mean maybe the fords are the problem <laughs> but oh god but, uh, i don't that's know that's such a rough one to get into because I see that argument online all the time. We won't win until the Ford sell this team, but it's like that's like the least likely thing to happen. Why can't it be like we just yes, hire the right people? It's a useless argument. They're not selling the team. It's just a useless argument. I mean, all yeah, our yeah. other arguments are totally useful because leadership listens to us. But when it comes to the ownership, well, obviously they don't listen to us or the fans or anybody. <laughs> This podcast has a direct line. Uh, Sheila yeah. Fordcamp listens to it on her like a morning jog. Usually, this this podcast. So, yeah. So, um, but I mean that with the ownership, the biggest influence they have over what happens on the field, I feel, is how much they pay. Uh, you know, talent like a GM to come in there or a, a head coach. Like the Raiders were able to get John Gruden because uh, Mark Davis was willing to pay him a hundred million dollars over ten years. That that's beyond the salary cap and that's where ownership comes in more where they uh where they put how much money they want to put into everything surrounding uh what happens on the field don't you realize if they built a winner i think they would reap huge rewards if they built a winner in the, in detroit i mean i mean i don't know the financials how it all works but it just seems if they want a super bowl in detroit it would be just a just a boon to them financially oh yeah I of mean, course of course. We'll have a parade of Fords going down uh, <laughs> the middle of Detroit. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders did have that big new stadium they had to fill in Vegas, which uh, I know the Lions don't have that. You know, like. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> um, man, it's we. there's a lot to go on here. Uh, we'll. We'll we'll still be rooting for a lot. Hopefully, they turn this around and go ten and six. Yeah, you know what? Watch, they're going to win this week on Thanksgiving. Watch. <laughs> Every time it seems Patricia's job is like right on the wire yeah. and he's going to be fired, he wins. So I know. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and it'll probably be a boring victory too. Like you know, they'll win like twenty eight to seven or something like that, and it was never in doubt. And it, it will like, be sitting there bored, really bored of a win. 
I mean, yeah. only the Lions can do that and win it in boring fashion, like, you know, on those rare <laughs> occasions when they do win. But you know how sad it is, as bad as the Lions looked? I'm excited to watch them on Thanksgiving, so I love watching them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm, just, oh, yeah. I'm part of the problem, man. I just keep coming back. I keep coming back. <laughs> we, all, we all got the sickness, brother. <laughs> Isn't that the what? What they say? What did they say? The definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, doing the same. Expecting yeah, a different yeah, result. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're oh, not man. insane. You're insane. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, oh boy. I I think that's a good place to stop right now. Uh there's not much more to say about uh what, what we watched this past Sunday. Uh we'll be back uh in a couple days uh with our preview of Thanksgiving as the Lions take on the Texans. Uh so thank you everybody for listening. Instagram at drinking the Bukule, Twitter at drinking lions. And everybody just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I don't know, try to try, try to have some Kool Aid. Uh, we we encourage everybody to drink as much Kool Aid as possible. You know, we know the well is running dry, but we encourage you to keep trying to fill it up as fast as possible. Find a new vein. Somewhere. Cut, it with, cut it with water. Drink some more. <laughs> but thank you everybody for listening. For UJ, Bob, hey. and Rudd Dog, a big Z. Last but not least, as always. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory! Go! Go. Go.